listening to Heroes Forge, a Heroes of the Storm podcast. What's up, Forgers? Welcome to Season 3, Episode number 120 of Heroes Forge, a community-driven podcast all about Heroes of the Storm. As always, this podcast is brought to you by our outstanding supporters on Patreon.com slash Heroes Forge. This is your show host, as always, Jeff Reynolds, and I'm here with the co-host of the show, who is more awesome than playing a brand spanking new board game with friends. It's Kristen Ashton. So good. I love the board game culture is coming back. But I have to say, virtual board game culture is also strong because I played something you recommended, Jeff. Keep talking and nobody explodes. And let me tell you, that I'm really impressed by the game because a lot of those uh, multiple people games where you have one person doing something and everyone else trying to help them, you don't really get the puzzles on both sides. But this thing, you got word puzzles on one side and... A bomb puzzle on the other. Yeah, it's insane. If you haven't seen it, you can find it on Steam. It's this game where one person is disarming a bomb, and then the other person is in a different room, basically, with a bomb manual that is trying to communicate to them how to disarm the bomb. It is the most stressful thing. I mean, it gets so stressful me and my buddy ben play it and it's like so stressful i got armpit stains and i'm sweating and i'm just it's very very stressful so do you prefer to play the diffuser or the person that is reading the uh, bomb manual um i technically always get the bomb manual because my husband is dyslexic so word puzzles don't really go over to <laughs> Yeah, it's but hard. great with physical puzzles. Yeah, it's hard. Really, really hard. And so uh, it's timed, and then if you don't win, like, they they add in little stupid things in there, too, that just drive you crazy as you get on to the, the, few, the further levels as you play. I mean, it's insane. So check it out. Check it out. Other things you should check out are the Heroes Charity Brawl. It's going to be on June 2nd, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash frogpants. You can donate on the GoFundMe, which is also on the Frogpants website. You can check it out there. The Heroes Charity Brawl 2018. It's all for a good cause, and we're going to be playing some games. Yes, we are, but these aren't going to be your normal games. Oh, no, these are going to be wacky, crazy games that make some sense. There will be some rules, but it's not just going to be 5v5s. No, I think last year there was one first team to get 100 coins on Blackheart's Bay. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Join a bunch of the big podcasters out there that are going to be uh, – duking it out for a good cause again you can check it out on twitch.tv slash frog pants on june the 2nd starting at two o'clock p.m pacific other things that are on their way Kristen. nexo mania 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 luchador <laughs> I, I think the announcer is probably my favorite part of this that el guapo guy He's amazing. Yeah, need. I mean, absolute need. There are there are a few things in the game that when they come out, I decide, or I, you know, there's a lot of things in the game that I decide that I need to just purchase. And that is something that I'm just going to straight up purchase. I'm not waiting to open that up in a loot chest. I need that announcer and, uh, you know, pay 10 bucks or whatever it is. And I need that announcer and I'm going to put it on all my heroes 
and it's going to be a blast. And the cool thing about this is that they're theming it out again, just like they did for last summer's event. Sun's out, guns out, tons of different luchador skins. There's a chihuahua wearing a luchador mask that's going to be a mount. There's a pinata mount. And then, like, the little-known fact is there's this also a shark wave mount that's coming out that you can get too, and it looks so cool. A shark wave mount? I haven't seen this yet. As yeah. little known fact, indeed. You can check it out on the Heroes website. You can go through all the Nexomania stuff that they've got out on there. It's going to be a great summer event. Obviously, they've got skins. They've got sprays, banners, all the fun stuff that we know and love. And hopefully, we get to play a little bit of uh, Stitch's Pool Party because that is the best brawl. It was really good, except the Stitches have a luchador skin. No, he should have got one. I I agree with that, but <laughs> but that aside, who are you going for for this first round? Are you Lunara or are you going with Sonya? I gotta go Sonya. I think you know I I really like the Sonya skin. The Lunara skin is good. I feel like it might be a little stretched. Like it's a little bit of a stretch to have her be in a luchador deal. I mean, I guess it's like the the leaping and the jumping and all that stuff. But I really see it with Sonya. I mean, when she jumps in with that crater and it's a cage match, that is so good. Thank goodness too, because I feel now the crater is very clearly telegraphed before. Are we in the crater? Are we not in the crater? I don't know until I hit the edge and I can't move out of it. But now, now you know. Yeah, and let's talk about Garrosh's chair. I mean, that's also an instant purchase for me with the Hefe. Uh, he's wearing like this Hefe chain and he's running around with a chair, a folding chair instead of a, what is it, Gorhal? I mean, that is so cool. Dude, and then the belts he has stacked on his shoulders. These skins are incredible. Clearly, there was some fun had when it came up to designing, when it came up with designing these. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our summer event for this year, and the good news is that if you missed out on Suns Out, Guns Out last year, they are including all of the items that were in that event inside of this event. So you can pick up your Tychus in a Speedo, or you can get your uh, Tracer with water guns. That's a really great idea. I'm really happy they're doing that, you know? So if you were patient and you waited, you can probably just straight up buy those skins now, I would imagine, with shards. We'll find out. I mean, those are some of the most coveted skins, I think, you know, for heroes that I don't see a whole lot in the game, in my league at least, uh, Tychus and Tracer. So uh, it's, it's very interesting and very, very cool. Uh, another thing I found out, this is not related to anything that's in the show notes or even Heroes of the Storm, but um, is that if you purchase the digital version of Battle for Azeroth from Blizzard, because you wanted to unlock those allied races, you want to start playing those things now, you want to get those card backs and whatever, it's all the extra features, you can purchase the physical copy of the Collector's Edition and Blizzard will refund you in Blizz Balance the difference of the two. So you purchase a full out, you know, uh, collector's edition, physical collector's edition, and then they'll go, oh, okay, well, you already paid 50 bucks for Battle for Azeroth, so here's some Blizz Balance. That's a really smart way to do it, right? Because how many people are going to get the collector's edition because, oh, they already paid 50 bucks, so now the collector's edition is 50 bucks cheaper? Right? Yeah. And you get that you get that collector stuff in there, which is like this cool uh Azeroth coin with the both factions on each side. 
Anyway, that that has nothing to do with it. I mean, we're just talking about all things Blizzard. And speaking of all things Blizzard, let's talk about BlizzCon. It's coming up on November 2nd and 3rd. It's 166 days away. Your tickets may be secured. Your flights are secured. Now it's time to start looking at hotels. It's coming, Kristen. It's a knife fight for those hotels. I mean, really, you just got to go in there. (laughs) No, it's not. The hotels are actually the easy part. I usually end up getting my place two weeks, three weeks out. Yeah, there's a bunch of different options. Obviously, there's the the traditional hotels, Airbnbs. You can stay just a little further away and Uber or Lyft in, and uh, it's worth it. You can save some cash that way. Coming up 166 days away. Kristen, I saw this thing on Reddit, and it was talking about this this new strategy that everyone needs to implement in Heroes of the Storm. And then I watched the video and noticed that it was Kyle Ferguson. It was everybody uh, from this Heroes community, including yourself, throwing this strat together, and it seems to be flawless. Uh, we're calling it the Fromage de Nexus strat, but really it was something else. It was called like Juicy Pirates or something I came to learn, <laughs> but it's insane. It's nuts. So you've got five people on your team. You've got Morales, you got Tyrael, you've got Raynor, you've got Nazebo, and then we had Arthas. And what you do is you get to level 10, you take down a fort in either a top or bottom lane, wherever you want to take the fort. You get into the medevac, you fly to a keep, you take the keep, then you start attacking the core, you all die. Everybody reses, you jump into the the medevac, I want to call it a minivan, you jump into the <laughs> medevac minivan, fly to the core, take the core GG. I mean, these games we played were 10 minutes long, and we won all of them. That's incredible. That's incredible. You can still find it on Reddit. You can find this whole video, and I'm sure it's on Kyle Ferguson's YouTube channel as well. Check it out. The video is super entertaining, and I want to try it so bad. I just need more friends. Well, there you go. Well, all you need, one of you needs to be a Morales, one of you needs to be a Tyrael, and then I'm sure everyone else would be on board with it. Just get on voice, explain what's going to happen, and have fun out there. So how do you counter that? I mean, how do you, if you're the enemy team, is there a way to counter that? You just see it coming from nowhere. Well, that's the question that I was really happy this thing sparked. I mean, you don't really counter it unless you know it's coming. And and if you know it's coming, then lots of stuns, basically. you got to be able to control the team that's on your core. You have to go back immediately. You have to interrupt sanctification. You have to interrupt other alts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tricky. That is cool, though. That is really cool. Check it out and try it at home. Send us your ideas and thoughts on if it worked or not for you. You can follow us on Twitter at Forge heroes speaking of something else you should follow on twitter kristen and i started a new show it's called the talking pictures alliance yes yes we did and tomorrow is our next show our second show where we're going to be celebrating the truman show speaking of shows (laughs) and we'll be going live at 5 p.m pacific over at twitch.tv slash dream destroyer that's d-r-m-d-e-s-t-r-y-r and we've still got time if you love the truman show and you want to share with us why you love it what parts you love maybe you like an actor maybe you like an actress maybe you like a scene Share it with us. Tweet at TPACast what it is or email at TalkingPicturesAlliance at gmail.com. Lots to talk about when it comes to The Truman Show. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, May 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific, again on twitch.tv slash 
Dream Destroyer. All right, Kristen, let's do what we're here to do, as always, every week, and let's forge. Let's forge. All right, this week, just like every week, really, we are imagining things that could be in the Nexus that aren't currently. Usually, week after week after week, we talk about heroes and what their kits would be like. A few times, we've dabbled in this arena, but today is another day that we're going to dive deep into map concepts and what we think a Hearthstone map would be like if it was brought to the Nexus. Yes, we will, because, and Hearthstone actually proved to be a lot of fun, right, because they have so many boards and so many expansions already. It was simply scroll through, for me at least, scroll through and find my favorite expansion and go off of that. You hit the nail on the head perfectly. There is so much they could do with a Hearthstone map in this game. There is so many cool, I mean, you can go to Heroes Fire, another awesome community site where you can see people's thoughts and ideas on theory crafting what things would be like. There are Hearthstone maps in there. There are heroes from all over the place that aren't currently in the game. It's super cool. But every single one of these is different because Hearthstone has a million different things you could do as far as a map goes. It's true. And all it needs is the basic layout. They did a great job, right? Because it's in... In, in, it's very versatile. I've lost my words here. It's extremely versatile because all you need are four corners that look different and do different things when you click them. The rest of it is the same. Yeah, it's it's very cool. And I love that in Hearthstone. When you're playing the game and you know, you're waiting for your turn and you can click around on the board and kind of just mess around. You make your vegetables grow and then throw the vegetables out. And, you know, you can pick up the anchor and it goes down and picks something up from the water. I mean, there's really cool stuff you can do. And that's just the little icing on the cake that makes that game really good because the de attention to detail there is really, really neat. So that's the current Hearthstone boards, but how do we translate Hearthstone into a map for Heroes of the Storm? Now, I know what you're thinking out there. You're thinking, where is my World of Warcraft map? I want a World of Warcraft map. And this is the next thing in our show notes here. Thank goodness I didn't forget to talk about it. Um, it's I want to get your thoughts, Kristen, on where you think maps are going in the future for Heroes of the Storm. Because my personal opinion is that with this new Dark Nexus feel with the whole uh gravekeeper and raven lord and they're talking about you know the um the spider queen and they're going into all of these different lore aspects that fit just into heroes of the storm which i'm a super fan of i think that's super cool that they're doing stuff like that but it does make me think that the maps that we know like diablo maps the Hanamura map, and in the future, if there ever was a Hearthstone map or a Warcraft map, I don't think that those are in the near future for us because of this lore that they're implementing with these other Lords of the Nexus. I mean, how do they tie one of those Lords of the Nexus into a Hearthstone map? That's the thing, right? Are we seeing them transition into an extremely lore-heavy world of the nexus because they saw how successful doubling down with overwatch has been 
So maybe what we're seeing is that awkward teenage years transition into the lore that was already designed for the Nexus, but because they pulled in heroes from different universes, it never really caught hold. I I tend to agree with you. I think you're right that it's going to go full Nexus, not necessarily full other realms. Yeah, so I mean, where does that put our StarCraft and Diablo and Overwatch maps, you know? Are those going to be just the uh, ugly stepchildren of the Nexus that don't really have any lore behind them other than... I mean, they, they have lore behind them, right? Because they're coming from these other games, but... Does that put them in a weird place where they're not really expanded upon because they don't have that Nexus backstory? Right, and the heroes that are part of the map, the the Nexus lore heroes, because they're not a part of that map, maybe there's just a purge in the future. Maybe the number of maps will be limited to five total. And there you have a Spider Queen, you have a Dragonshire, you have Cursed Hollow, you have the towers of doom and one more maybe yeah. yeah i mean i could definitely see something like that happening if they're going to build upon their own lore but enough about that let's imagine that that doesn't exist and let's talk about if they were to bring a hearthstone map into the game what would we want it to be like Kristen? let's start with your map ideas we're going to go through most aspects of what you would know like a spotlight video of a map right we're going to talk about you know minions mercenaries what the map objective might be like what the background idea is for your map and the only parameters that we gave ourselves is that it has to be related to hearthstone in any way shape and form and it was a blank cam to kind of just have a bunch of fun. So, Kristen, what is the name of your Hearthstone map? The name, we're going with One Night in Karazhan because I love that expansion. I love the idea that Medivh is a party boy and he got together all the people from Hearthstone, Warcraft, wherever they want to come from, and they're just having a great time in this magical keep that he has. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, as you know, and as the listeners out there probably know, I like things to be a little more serious, like to take their themselves more seriously. Like, I did really like uh, League of Explorers for that reason, because it was cool. It was like a league of people that we hadn't really seen before in World of Warcraft and, you know, some characters we had never seen, and they created and they built upon that, and it was a League of Explorers. Then they take Karazhan, which is, like, one of the most coveted places to go, one of the most serious places to go in World of Warcraft, and they turned it on its head. Normally, I wouldn't like that, but I really dug it. It was so, it was a breath of fresh air, right? Because Karazhan is a serious place. It was a serious thing to run. And then when they redid it, it was still a very serious place to run. Some really heavy stuff happened there lore-wise. So maybe that's why it didn't feel bad. Maybe that's why it felt so exciting is because there's life again in this place. As ridiculous as this party would be, there are people there and there's excitement once more. Yeah, and then the music was great, the intro was great, Karazhan was just great. So, Kristen, why don't you give us a little background on One Night in Karazhan? Will do. It was released in August of 2016, and One Night in Karazhan invited players to an adventurous party within the halls of Medivh's old haunt. Complete with a silverware golem, the big bad wolf, and other memorable notables inspired by the WoW raid, 
the adventure ends with a completion of the tour of the tower led by Morose. <laughs> Morose. I, it, that was such a great thing. I mean, talk about taking something really serious and turning it just silly. I mean, they did a really great job. And all, I mean, <laughs> what do you think about Medivh's look in this expansion? I think it's <laughs> it's really interesting. The fact that they went with, like, a disco 70s gold chain, Medivh, wonderful. He had the hair for it, so I'm glad they they used the hair for it. Yeah, I imagine that this must have been the... It must have been Christmas morning for some animators at Blizzard, right? When Ben Brode or whoever came up with this amazing idea went into their office and said, All right, guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to draw me Medivh, but I want you to draw him as if he's in a 70s movie. You know, he's like got this, you know, do what you want. And I bet they were like, really? Okay. <laughs> that's that's a great idea, right? How many versions of Medivh did the creators see before they settled on this type of party Medivh? Because we have to imagine they were told to draw a party Medivh, and one party Medivh was the best. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they got the disco theme going on, and the intro must have been amazing to animate. I can't imagine what it must have been like. That is so cool. Uh, Very cool. Okay, how big is this map that you're thinking of for One Night in Karazhan? I'm going with two lanes, so not too, too big, because we're just going to be on the first floor of Karazhan, but it's going to be decently sized. Okay, cool. So this is going to take place in the actual tower. You're in Karazhan for this this battlefield. Yes, yeah. You and the other team, you've been invited to the party. That is so... Oh, so it's the actual party, too. This is so awesome. Okay, give us a little description of what it's going to feel like to be at that party. Okay, so the entire map is going to look like a single floor of Karazhan. Across this two-lane map or series of rooms, we're going to have three rooms top, two rooms center, three rooms bottom. So like Towers of Doom, each core is inaccessible to the enemy team. These cores, it looks like they lie on the outside of the tower, and they're summoning portals. So the teams have been summoned in, and now they're ready to enter Karazhan. So the NPCs that we're going to have sprinkled about this party place are just going to be party goers, enjoying things like floating books and the numerous hot tubs that Medivh (laughs) has ordered for the event. The music is going to be very, very festive, very disco-y, and it always sounds like there's group chatter going on in the background. This is a true, true party. Tell me, is Reno Jackson going to be in any of these hot tubs just kind of chilling out? I think he should be in every hot tub. Maybe he <laughs> runs to every hot tub, right? He's just going around, making the rounds. So tell me, do you think that this looks really dark inside, like Karazhan feel, or is this like a full-on went to the dollar store, got the disco lights, plugged them in, filled up this thing with a big party? Big party. It's going to have the bright lights, but not just bright lights, colorful lights. There's probably going to, there's got to be a DJ somewhere because you have to have the source of the music. So, so yeah. <laughs> the DJ. That'd be so funny. Who would the DJ be, do you think? Oh, man. Isn't that the question? Someone with lots of arms. Maybe it's one of the spiders. Maybe there's a spider that lives in Karazhan. Maybe the spider queen is the DJ. We bring it all back and we get this map. 
There we go. And then like Gravekeeper and uh, Raven Lord, they're doing um, handstands in the background shots. Yeah, they're trying to outdo one another. I can do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is really, really funny. Very cool. So what about minions and mercenaries around the map? How do those function? Okay, so the minions, they're just going to be regular minion waves, but here they got to look different, right? They're going to be dressed up as servants with the idea that each group is trying to run to the opposite side to serve whatever, you know, the party goers. So they meet in the middle like usual and they fight. The frontliners are going to be carrying food platters. And when they meet the other minions, they're going to throw the food on the ground and they're going to fight each other with the platters. The middle, he's going to be a little magic guy. He'll summon magic bolts. And the three in the back, instead of being archers, they're going to have silverware that they're going to chuck at one another. <laughs> so all these, like, Karazhan servants are, are fighting other Karazhan servants. Exactly. And we should make them ghosts, right? We should keep with the theme that Karazhan is kind of dead, but not really. I love it. That is very cool. <laughs> How about mercenaries? No mercenaries on this one because oh. the rooms are going to have these bosses in them. Okay, tell us a so, little bit about how that works. Okay, so here's the ultimate mechanic layout of this. You and your team are invited by Medivh to celebrate within the halls of Karazhan. However, when you arrive, you find a party bumping but no access to any of these special rooms in the hall. They've been closed off. But as the party goes long and invitees get crazier, maybe one of them's pushed into a door, and now that room is open. So you, you get to go in and see what's inside, and inside are these bosses that are living in these rooms. So maybe Karazhan bosses that you fight along the way. Nice. And they didn't get invited, so they're all grumpy, and you're trying to get them to go, but they're trying to fight you because they don't want to go because they didn't get invited. So you have to beat them up. And get them out onto the dance floor. <laughs> Capture the pad after you've beaten them. And so uh, once they're defeated, they join the party permanently on the side of whatever team grabbed the pad. Now, after all of the doors have been opened and all of the pads have been grabbed, the team that convinced the most bosses to join the fun wins the night. Nice. So you're just building up basically... Uh... You're building up your crew to go to this party, and if you have the biggest crew, you win. Yeah, exactly. And maybe at the end, instead of the portals blowing up, maybe it's there's a dance-off in the middle, you know, a big party-off. And because your crew is bigger than the other crew, it's too good. Oh, my gosh. This is the best idea I think you've ever had. This is great, because what I'm imagining is, like, one of the doors opens up, and it's, like, the curator who Medivh locked in that room. Like, okay, there's going to be a party out here. You're going to hear a lot of things, but, you know, I think it's best if you just stay in this room, okay? I'm going to close the door, and I'll come get you when the party's over. And then the curator busts down the door, and that's uh, – tell me, is this, like, the map objective? You can – it shows on the map, or maybe the announcer says that, you know, room 2A is open. Open, and then everybody's rushing in there to grab the pad. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so you hear doors or something audio would tell you that things are spawning, much like tributes or um, let's see, tower. I like towers and towers of doom. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three that open up, and you have to walk into the door to get inside, fight the boss. And take the pad. So maybe you fight the boss, but you're all almost dead. And the enemy team busts in. 
and they kill you and they take the party goer for themselves. What if when they're standing on the pad, it forces them to dance? This is like a footloose dance off. Like one of the players that's on the pad has to be dancing in order to capture it. Yes. <laughs> Dude, yes. And I like that. At least one. It doesn't have to be everybody because there's not everybody's always in on it. But one person dancing on the pad. That's right. The power of dance compels you. Yes. <laughs> Just drop your stereo, look them in the eyes, and give them one of these. And then Achy Breaky Heart starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the songs, it's Achy Breaky Heart. Oh my gosh. It doesn't get better than that. And then you build up your crew. And when the last boss is defeated, so are crew members worth more? Like, let's say at the beginning of the game, maybe you get in there and it's just Morose that's breaking it down and you get him on your team. But maybe later in the game, you can pick up, uh, you know, uh, somebody else. Maybe the curator is a good example there. And then he's worth two points or whatever. I like that a lot because then you could really play with the points uh, like a big point system, right? So door up, it's a one pointer. But if you get the big demon at the top of the tower, five points because that guy is pretty cool. He can summon things that the that the curator can't. Oh, it's so good. And I love the idea of kind of building this arsenal, right? Because you could also take this map in a way where you're building an arsenal with these map objectives, and then at some point in the game when one team gets 20, maybe your arsenal is released, right? So it's kind of got the feel of uh, Braxis Holdout, right? And then it releases all of these dancing people that you got, and they push the lanes. You could do that too, and then have the course be destructible. There's a ton of different ways you could do this yes man and what if what if instead of party people it's party creatures that the raid pulls when you go through karazhan that when you're just like we'll just we'll just run to so and so who cares about these ads you should have cared about the ads <laughs> this is really really good idea any little easter eggs around the map that you were thinking about I like the idea of Medivh showing up in different parts of the party. He doesn't actually interact with the main game, but if you watch, if you watch the little vignettes, Medivh makes his way around. Right, he's refilling the appetizer trays, he's running Lampshade on the head yeah. at one point. <laughs> he's tapping the keg. He's, uh, you know, doing all the all the stuff, making sure he talks to all the people that are at the party. And then, of course, I guess you're thinking that this would be, you know, 70s disco Medivh, so it wouldn't really play with the silhouettes of actual Medivh in the game. Correct. He wouldn't have his hood up. He would, No, no. Like you said, 70s Medivh, big hair, gold chains. Maybe he's got a disco suit on with those white <laughs> ones. Really fashionable. <laughs> I love your idea of the dance-off at the end. Like, all your crews come to the middle. You know who won, but you're forced to watch a dance-off before the victory image shows. Yes, and wouldn't <laughs> that be... Wouldn't that put a smile on people's faces? Because what if, too, there were different dances? Each boss had, like, three dances, and that was randomly generated each time, so the dance-off was never the same. I don't think it gets any better than this. Very good. How about teams? What do you think a good team would be playing on your map i personally would like to have a team that can shred bosses real fast because that would be the race right you get a boss and if you can kill it before the enemy team can kill whatever spawned on their side if one did you can run over there and maybe interrupt it so johanna great for enemy team control if you get invaded she's 
continually displacing people. Vala, percent base damage. Greymane, another single target. Mastermind. I like Sergeant Hammer on those maps, the good ones who know how to position, because then you can't just you can't get in there. And of course, Deckard Kane, because he's like Lily. You, you just can't kill the guy. <laughs> and if anybody knows how to break it down at a party, it's Deckard Kane. Right? He's the only character we know that's done a rap about himself. <laughs> and if you implement what we talked about here where somebody has to dance on the pad, right, then these heroes that you picked are perfect for that because Greymane can be the person that goes in there and just a single target assassinate the person that's dancing on the pad to collect the boss. I mean, this is a really good comp. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And like you said, the dance moves. That's really, maybe that's what I should have done instead. Draft based on the dance moves. Now that would be a con. That's the second draft. That's, you know, if once you start winning the game, then you go for ones just for the cheese, so to speak. The cheese. It's always about the cheese. And it's the best cheese. I mean, I'm sure they serve a lot of cheese at this party, at Medivh's party. I mean, that's one of the go-to appetizers. What do you what so do you think he would uh, he would bring actual food for live people or would it be the leftover weird food that's been sitting there for how many years? Yeah, you know, I think he's a party pleaser. I think he's got he's got a little something for everybody out there. Maybe some some orc food, maybe some seed battered fish plates over there for the tanks. Maybe he's got some other stuff, you know, just run running around. He he's he aims to please. He does. He yeah. That's a good point. Party Medivh, He's the best host ever, and that's why everyone goes to this thing. I mean, yeah. If you're invited, which the bosses aren't, Kristen. This is such a cool, funny, awesome map idea. Bravo! Before we get to my map idea for Hearthstone inside of Heroes of the Storm, we have some people that we need to thank. As always, we need to thank our patrons that support this show week after week. We couldn't do the show without you. Thank you so much for your support. If you too would like to throw us a buck or two and become a patron of Heroes Forge, head on over to patreon.com slash heroesforge for more information on how to make that happen. Also, we want to thank everybody that has given us a five-star review on their favorite podcasting app of choice. That also helps the show really grow when people search for Heroes of the Storm podcasts. Out there in the world, they see our show among some of the greats. So thank you so much for doing that. And if you haven't done it yet, it takes two seconds just drop us a quick review and we'll give you a shout out on the show right here right now but in the future thanking you for for doing that all right let's get into the second hearthstone map idea which is my map idea and it's called in the woods but in is spelled you know like the in get it i like it i like it a lot (laughs) now into the woods or you like you don't want any association with the musical i think it's um inspired by without infringing on any copyright (laughs) i like that a lot right because you can't just do purposeful misspellings anymore it's still too close Ooh, one extra n that's a blizzard in a nutshell when it comes to these pop culture references right i mean space lord leoric it comes out the week that uh force awakens comes out i mean it's he says things like the guard the galaxy shall suffer stuff like that I mean, it's good. It's good. So this is going to be a huge map. The biggest one that we've ever seen. 
It's going to be a four-lane map. So huge, huge amounts of space. I wanted it to feel really, really big because the description is, so to speak, is like lost in the woods. So the theming of this is really based on the Hearthstone cinematic that we saw, I want to say almost a year oh. ago, right? So I really wanted to base it around that magical, frozen wasteland woods kind of feel so it's called lost in the woods so our heroes find themselves in a frozen woods searching for the enemy team and just trying to survive this is the same wooded area as featured in the hearthstone cinematic densely wooded with lots of snow on the ground the core is represented by a log cabin for both teams on either side of this huge map with a more primitive art style or like Lincoln logs for the wooden cabins that are built for the forts and the walls and the tower design, all this kind of like primitive kind of feel. Because, you know, in a lot of these maps that we have now, they're just, you know, stone structures, all this kind of thing. This is really like a wood feel. So the towers would shoot fire arrows from the top, giving it like a Robin Hood kind of look and feel to it as you're pushing forward in the battle. Yes, so so Ren Fair ish. I yeah. really like this, and I like the Robin Hood thing because that's what it is, and it's so cozy. I mean, what's better to find in the middle of a frozen wood than a log cabin? Yeah, I I want a I want a snow map, and we've talked about this a ton on this show, oh. a lot. And we know that we had the event where they took Cursed Hollow and they turned it into a snowball fight. That was actually really fun, but that was Cursed Hollow. I want, like, an actual map. Okay, so Hana, uh, not Hanamura, uh, Volskaya kind of takes place in the winter, right? So, but I want, like, an outdoor frozen Northrend map, too. <laughs> Yeah, with Christmas trees everywhere, and they're covered in snow, and the ground itself is covered in snow. Would you then want to implement a footprint mechanic? Oh, yeah, there would be footprints. So this kind of goes into the second portion of this. So this map has an overall setting. So every so often, a heavy snowfall will start on the battlefield, reducing the movement speed and vision of all heroes. As a warning, the players would have uh, the sound of thunder like in the air, informing them that an impending storm was coming. After a short delay, the blizzard would set all in the area. It would affect them with reduced movement speed and reduced vision. Oof, so how reduces this vision we're talking about? I think it's pretty... I mean, if I've been in a blizzard before, and I'm telling you, you can't see more than, you know, five feet in front of you if the snow's falling that hard. Oh, jeez Louise. So is this something you'd want to be caught in by yourself, or would you want to kind of group up? I mean, how are the mechanics playing into this? Because I would imagine this isn't happening just because. No, it isn't. So kind of like these magical forces. As you as you watch the cinematic, you can see that uh, the new character that they introduced into the Hearthstone universe there, her name is Ava. She's like walking through this woods and she's freezing and it's snowing and she's walking really slow and like covering herself up because she's lost. That's the kind of feel that I wanted to have there. And then there comes this map objective, which is called Safe Haven. So... On a normal map objective timer, so this will happen like on a normal basis on this map, a mouse will appear for one lucky selected player on each team. 
the player is responsible to communicate with their team, informing them that they have the innkeeper's mouse and to follow them. The other players on the team, though, they can't see the mouse no matter what. It's magical. And it doesn't show up on the minimap. Players will follow the hero that is following the mouse until they reach a random location on the battlefield to find a magical Hearthstone board. The board acts just like it does in the cinematic, and it's similar to the way that you enter the tunnel in the Minds map on Heroes right now. Each player will activate the board, and they will be transported instantly to a warm tavern with people playing Hearthstone. In the center of the tavern is the featured Hearthstone group of two players, one representing each of the team's colors, red and blue. Each of the Hearthstone players will be playing cards against each other to defeat their opponent. Now this is where the players come into play here, because they will be uh, playing cards at the same time, and each time they do, mercenaries will spawn for each side of the fight. It's the hero's job to help defeat the other team's mercenaries with the help of their own mercenaries before the other team does that to them. Hearthstone minions from each team will not disappear once each round is complete, so the faster the teams help their mercenaries defeat the other ones, the more quote-unquote backup they will have for the next battle. These battles will last for three rounds, and on the fourth battle, each of the Hearthstone players will summon their strongest minion. The team that defeats the other team's final boss wins first, and the t they win the Tavern Brawl, and they'll be transported back to the location of the Hearthstone box on the main snow-covered map. This team will have what I'm calling the Innkeeper's Blessing and will become immune to the next Blizzard's effects, allowing them to move and see normally and have a clear advantage over the enemy team. How cool, man! Oh my god, this incorporates the cinematic perfectly! And I love how you brought in Hearthstone the game and made that a part of the mechanic of this map while still very much being a hero's map. Yeah, because in the cinematic, you know, they did a really great job of bringing the magic to life of this card game, right? They play a card and a little minion shows up and it's actually doing what it's doing in the game. So each one of your representatives for your Hearthstone player, the red team Hearthstone player and the blue team, those are NPCs, so they're just playing themselves. On a timer, they'll each play a card. The minions will spawn on both sides and you've got to help your minions beat the other minions first because then you'll have a stronger team then they play a card again and then you do the same thing until you get to the boss now if you've been winning this whole time then your team your army is growing each time they play a card so you have an easier chance to beat the final boss at the end this sounds like a burst damage dealers dream map I, I would love this now um when you're talking about the npcs and this wonderful little cabin everyone's transported to are they the characters from the cinematic or are you picturing different different things in there i'm picturing <laughs> i'm picturing different things but only for one selfish reason because i want all of those characters that are in the cinematic to be playable heroes so i don't want to see any of those heroes in there maybe it's just generic goblins you know playing around you got your generic orc guy playing your generic human guy at the table and they're just playing each other and you know red team would be the orc and blue team would be the uh the human and they're fighting each other maybe it's something like that because i want to see all those other I want to see Falsetto Man, whatever his name is, <laughs> in, the, in the cinematic. I want to see him as a playable character. I think he'll be there. We get another paladin, we get Falsetto Man. <laughs> That's where it is. 
Absolutely. Uh, so as far as mercenaries go, now there won't be any mercenaries in the inn, right? You're just, that's a magical place. No mercenaries in there other than the ones that you gain from defeating your opponent in the Hearthstone game. But the mercenaries on the snow-covered map, the first one would be the wolves. So wolves on the battlefield can be captured to push lanes like any other mercenaries. But they're native to that area and they're not affected by the blizzards. And they blend into the scenery while the blizzards are happening. So they're invisible on the minimap, and they're just those shadows of invisibility to the heroes that can see them during the push. Sick. I've, now I feel like we need to do a forge map where it's all of the cool things of nature. Yeah, and imagine, though, I mean... Imagine the power of having a mercenary not show up on the map pushing because that is super powerful because the enemy team wouldn't know to defend against it if they uh, if they didn't if they weren't in this location. Yeah, totally. Now, if you see them moving and, you know, maybe they hit your towers as soon as the blizzard strikes, if you go up there can you see them and attack them, or are they just erased from the map until the blizzard ends? You would have to reveal them like a stealthy, I think. So you would see them as a stealthy in that area, and then you could reveal them by attacking them in that area. But the key here would be to capture the wolf mercenary camp right before the blizzard happens. Because the, the sound would still play that you captured a camp, but the enemy team wouldn't know what camp you captured, what you're doing... And that's why the Innkeeper's Blessing becomes so powerful, because the Blizzard's effects don't affect your team. Oh, gross. Gross, <laughs> gross, gross. But all the more reason to have people that understand camp timing. That's right. Oh, that's something that has helped me in this game so much, is camp timing. You can get a lot more value from everything you're doing with the proper camp timing. I totally think so. Um, other mercenaries on the battlefield are patrons. So just this is just people in the snow, right? So patrons on the battlefield are citizens of Azeroth that have been kicked out of this magical inn for various reasons. Maybe they got into a bar fight. Maybe they had a little bit too much to drink. Whatever. They're just kind of grumpy people hanging out. So these patrons have been making their way to the inn for some time. I mean, obviously, they're, they're frequent visitors of this inn. And if they're defeated by the heroes, they capture this camp and they can pick up an item called Snowshoes that reduces the effects of the blizzard slow for all players on their team when activated. So you get this item like in Hanamura, like in Volskaya, and you can use it at any time. And if you're in a blizzard, it just reduces the amount of slow that you have. Oh, nice. And is this a global for all of your teammates? Uh, no, I think it would work kind of like the healing item. Gotcha, gotcha. So everyone nearby you gets a bit more speedy, but that's about it. So, I mean, this would be an awesome camp to capture if the enemy team had the innkeeper's blessing and you're getting into a team fight with reduced vision and reduced speed. This would really boost you up if you're able to move just a little bit faster. It doesn't negate the whole storm like the innkeeper's blessing does. It just makes it a little bit better for your case. Yeah, right, and the ability to run away. Like, if you know it's a fight you shouldn't be taking, 
this helps you get away and you're not trapped in any place you can't get out of because of the move speed issue. Yeah. So the final mercenary on this battlefield is the boss. And the boss is actually Ava, the little girl that we met in the cinematic. So players have a choice to help Ava on the battlefield. She is located in the middle of the main map and is engaged in fighting a huge rock snow golem. Players can assist her in battle, if, and if they are successful, she joins your cause. If Ava is acquired and active for the team that is following the mouse into the tavern, uh, trying to find the Hearthstone box, it will appear instantly, and players will have a head start on the enemy team because they don't have to follow the mouse to find it. It actually just shows up. She also provides the team's Hearthstone player more powerful cards, allowing them to progress the game faster. So if the mouse pops, do you go get Ava before you follow into the end because you're going to have stronger cards? Or do you get it right before the map objective pops? That way you can get in there and have stronger cards faster. Is the enemy team going to do that as well? Who knows? I like this comparison you made earlier to Haunted Minds because that's what it feels like. Do you get those basically little tower popper pumpkin men mm-hmm. before or while the thing is popped or do you go down and try and get the golem skulls as fast as possible also i love this idea that the little girl is the boss because this is one foot away from being some horror film <laughs> horror map that we're playing on but it's so wholesome and it's so cozy yeah. i love it So she's just basically out there and fighting this golem, and you can choose at any time to go and help her defeat this golem, and if you do, it goes forward. And maybe there's a Halloween version of this where she's actually uh, the golem herself. The golem's fighting her. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're like, what did you do? So uh, does Ava come back to fight this golem again throughout the map? Yeah. Or is it a one and done? No, she is a... uh... She's reckless, I'm going to say. So she goes to the inn, helps you out. Okay, bye. It's on a normal boss timer. She finds herself back in the woods. Oh, there's that pesky golem again. She's living on the edge, you know. She (laughs) likes to explore, and she still hasn't quite gotten the idea that the world's a dangerous place. And that it is in this frozen tundra. So what team comps do you want to bring to this map? So I'm saying that a good team comp. I liked your idea from earlier, Kristen, too. Um, But I'm thinking that it would include heroes that have increased movement speed for finding the Hearthstone game box faster. Also, auto-attack heroes that can deal damage quickly to the enemy team's Hearthstone minions. And it might be a good place also to bring heroes that have vision abilities that can help during these fights. So I'm thinking heroes like uh, Tyrael, right, can really get out there and, you know, use Eldruin to move quickly across the battlefield. Sonya, obviously, spin to win kind of feeling. Lucio can boost your whole team up and move faster. Lunara's got that passive movement speed, which actually got a buff, right? I mean, that's going to be insane. And then, of course, Chromie's got serious vision. If you take the talent, you can get some vision. Maybe Hanzo would be really good to have an increased vision in this area. Because seeing is believing. <laughs> there you go. That's the the theme for your map. <laughs> seeing is believing. And I like this, too. I like it because a lot of the heroes, they also have a displacement or some sort of lockdown or the capability to stand their ground if they happen to be captured, which the way you've put it would be extremely important if you've fallen behind. Yeah, so I wanted to get that magical feel of Hearthstone in here. 
using the cinematic, like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, there's a million ways you could go with this. I mean, I started thinking ideas like, how do we incorporate cards into this? How can heroes pick up cards? How can heroes play with cards? There's a ton of stuff you could do. Right, and maybe it's a card thing where the card affects the battlefield. So every five minutes, there's a new, like a board game, right? So many board games have environmental effects that come into play at certain periods. So that's a way to do it, right? To make it a card game, but not a card game. Yeah, there's a ton of really cool Hearthstone map ideas out there. And of course all of the Hearthstone heroes that we haven't seen that maybe someday we will. But after all of that, we can officially say that this Hearthstone map was forged. Here I forged. Okay, Kristen, give me your, your theory crafting thought here. Do we see Hearthstone heroes in the game this year? If we do BlizzCon. You think it's that big? I think it would be that big. Not not mostly because Hearthstone has such a huge gathering, it would be a big event for them. So kind of like how Overwatch was a big thing for the Overwatch players. I think it would be kind of like that. Yeah, I agree. It's it's hopefully Someday we will see it. I think it's a one of the universes that would be really cool to implement in here, to bring to life in Heroes of the Storm. We've talked about the Innkeeper. We've talked about some specific Hearthstone cards that have characters on them that we created. Amara, Warden of Hope, Elise. I mean, a lot of characters in there that would make really cool heroes for the Nexus. It would be fantastic. And imagine, too, if Rexar... Wasn't the only one with a pet. We get the innkeeper in here, and now we've got a little mouse companion, but a very different type of companion, not just a tank. Yeah, and then you could even do the the Death Knight versions of all of the heroes. You could make that part of the uh, part of the war of the Hearthstone event, right? So you got your Deathstalker Rexar, you've got your uh, Frostlich Jaina. Like these skins could come out with it. I mean, this is some some stuff I would buy. <laughs> right, and then on top of it, we get a Hearthstone map. It's as simple as that. It's a full event, much like the Diablo event was, and everybody has a grand party time, and one more IP has been folded into the Nexus. Oh, there's such an awesome, awesome uh, future for Heroes of the Storm, and who knows where it will go, and if it goes this direction, I'll tell you what, I will be super, super stoked very cool we're gonna call the show there but before we do Kristen where can people find you on the interwebs when you're not here on the interwebs you can find me at underscore Kristen Ashton underscore twitch twitter and Instagram and what what are you working on on your streams nowadays we're working on the evil within now which has proven to be a really fun game and it's from the creator i believe or the writer one of the main people involved with resident evil and it feels very much so that way nice another horror game to play it sounds really really fun if you're looking for me you can find me right here on heroes forge we record the show live every sunday at 12 noon pacific on twitch.tv slash tv because we are a part of the amove tv entertainment and video game podcast for more great esports and video game shows make sure you check out amove.tv a lot of really great stuff on there 
Like I said before, you can follow this show on Twitter at Forge Heroes. You can send us an email, contactheroesforge at gmail.com. Visit our website, though. Heroesforge.club is the place that you can find the backlog of all of the hero kits that we've talked about, all of the maps that we've talked about, all the fun stuff we've talked about. It's heroesforge.club. Huge thank you to all of our supporters again on patreon.com slash heroesforge. Download this show on any of your favorite podcasting apps, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and also follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Heroes Forge for the video recordings of every live show that we do on Sundays. You can find it right over there. Also, don't forget about Talking Pictures Alliance. We're watching the Truman Show. We want you to watch it too before tomorrow, the 21st of May at 5 p.m. Pacific. Check it out at twitch.tv slash dreamdestroyer and give us your thoughts by sending us a tweet at TPACast or an email, TalkingPicturesAlliance at gmail.com. It is your bi-weekly movie club, and we want to talk about these movies with you. Kristen, any final thoughts on anything that we talked about today? I like how I'm going to say the word comfy again, because Hearthstone is a very wholesome game, it seems. It's very... uh, G-rated, PG-rated, Disney animation kind of a feel. So I think... We have the Diablo aspect. I think Hearthstone would make a great balancing addition. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. There's a ton of really funny, you know, comfy is a great word to put it. I mean, that's what you feel like when you go into that in from being out in the cold. That's the feeling that this game gives. We could totally bring that to life in Heroes of the Storm. And only time will tell if Blizzard agrees and we will see in the future. Thank you so much everybody for listening and we'll catch you all in the real world.